0: In this episode of the podcast, we discuss some of the key legal considerations when it comes to social media competitions. We touch on current platform policies and guidelines, types of competitions, permits, T's and C's, agreements for loop competitions, and more. Let's get to it. Hi, I'm Tegan, an Australian commercial lawyer who specializes in all things social media legals. I spend my days documenting agreements between influencers and brands and advising on disclosure requirements for influencer marketing campaigns, as well as social media competitions. If you're a brand that uses influencers to help build brand awareness, trust and make sales, or you're an influencer that promotes the products and services of another business, this podcast is for you. And if you like free stuff, head to sociallawco.com.au forward slash ebook to pick up our free legally compliant campaigns ebook. You're listening to the Social Law Co. podcast. Hello, and thanks for joining us for another episode of the Social Law Co. podcast. This week, we're all about social media competitions. Just a reminder, this is an informative podcast, not legal advice. Now, social media competitions can be a great way to collaborate with other businesses and cross-pollinate your audience with a view to grow your own followers and generate more sales. Social media competitions are competitions run through social media platforms, such as Facebook or Instagram. They often involve some degree of interaction with a business's social media account. The goal of the business in conducting the competition may be any number of things, such as to increase sales, build brand awareness, increase followers, or grow an email list. Social media users generally enter competitions with the hope to win a certain prize. If it's something you've thought about doing before you hit post on your tile promoting your competition, there's a few things from a legal perspective you should know. Let's start with the platforms themselves. Competitions are commonly promoted on Instagram and Facebook. Now, while Facebook might own Instagram, the rules in relation to competitions differ on each of these platforms, specifically in relation to the use of your connections. On both Facebook and Instagram, when communicating a promotion, the policy provides that you are responsible for the lawful operation of the promotion, including the official rules, offer terms and eligibility requirements, for example, age and residency restrictions, and compliance with applicable rules and regulations governing the promotion and all prizes offered, for example, registration and obtaining necessary regulatory approvals. Promotions must also include on both platforms a complete release of the platform by each entrant or participant, an acknowledgement that the promotion is in no way sponsored, endorsed, administered by, or associated with the platform. Now, you'll often see businesses using this language when they're promoting their competition on social media, and this is why. Where it gets tricky is that the Facebook policy specifically provides that personal timelines and friend connections cannot be used to administer promotions. And they give specific examples such as share on your timeline to enter or share on your friend's timeline to get additional entries and tag your friends in this post to enter. They're just not permitted. On Instagram though, At the moment, the promotion guidelines simply state that you must not inaccurately tag content or encourage users to inaccurately tag content. This policy gives the example, don't encourage people to tag themselves in photos if they aren't in the photo. It doesn't say anything about, for example, posting at name in the comment section or about sharing the competition in your stories or in new posts. One thing to be careful of is sharing, including auto-sharing, an Instagram post that complies with the Instagram guidelines onto the Facebook platform, where it may not comply with the Facebook policy on promotions. On both platforms, it's also important to remember to comply with the branded content policy where applicable. For example, where you're using influencers to help you promote the competition. We've got a blog post all about the branded content policy on our website. You can also read the full branded content policy online. I'll leave links to both in the show notes. Remember that platform terms and conditions are subject to change at any time. No one's in control of this, but Facebook. (laughs) So be sure to check for updates before proceeding with your intended competitions each time. Now that you know the current rules on the platforms themselves, let's look at the types of competitions commonly run on social media. If you've looked at, into running competitions in the past, you might have heard that not all social media competitions are the same. There are two common types of competitions conducted on social media, and these ones are a game of chance where the winner is drawn at random from a group of eligible participants, for example, by drawing a name out of a hat or util- utilising random selection tools, and you'll often see people and businesses uh displaying how they're actually drawing it, for example, clicking a box on a website that helps them randomly select. These type of competitions are usually very quick and easy to enter and require little time to be invested by the business in selecting a winner. Now, the other type is what's called a game of skill. Now, this is where participants are required to submit something, which is then judged on its merit to determine a winner. So, for example, if you think it might be writing an essay on a certain topic or taking and submitting a relevant photo, these type of competitions take a lot more time and energy in submitting entries, as well as in determining the winners. The type of competition conducted often depends on what you as a business intend to achieve in conducting the competition. For example, conducting a game of skill may generate more useful user-generated content than conducting a game of chance. But if you're after something that's quick and easy to enter and determine a winner and that reaches a large number of people, a game of chance might be more your style. Depending on the specifics of the social media competition conducted, the competition may be caught by regulations in each of the states and territories of Australia relating to trade promotions. Now, trade promotions are essentially free entry competitions run to promote the goods or services supplied by a business. I'm going to leave links in the show notes to where you can find the relevant information on trade promotions for each state and territory of Australia, as well as how and where to apply for any applicable permits, licenses or authorities. This show is simply not long enough to go through each and every one. If you want to conduct a social media competition, you may be required to meet various legal obligations. That's what you need to know. Depending on the type of competition you are conducting in the state or territory in which you're intending to conduct it. These might include obtaining suitable permits, licences or authorities where required. For competitions where the prize value is less than $3,000, a permit is unlikely to be required now. Until recently, you used to need a New South Wales permit to run a national competition, regardless of the size of the prize. You will also need to comply with the relevant laws in relation to advertising and promotion of the competition. You'll need to comply with the social media platforms and and conditions, some of which we've just discussed. You may need to adopt and make available to participants of your competition a set of terms and conditions for the competition and ensuring they're followed by both the participants and the organisers, for example, the business arranging the competition, and the promoters, for example, any influencers. Managing the privacy of the participants. You may need to adopt a privacy policy. You should ensure that you keep necessary records. And you need to ensure that the prize for the competition is not a prohibited prize, such as tobacco, certain liquor prizes and weapons. And you may need to comply with draw supervision requirements where the prize exceeds a certain value. When considering whether you will need to apply for a permit, license or authority, and if so, which ones you'll need to apply for, you will need to first determine the type of competition that you are intending to conduct, any entry conditions, the total prize value, and the states and or territories of Australia in which you are conducting the competition. It's also important to carefully consider your intended social media competition to ensure that it's not likely to be found to be misleading or deceptive. Competitions that are found to be misleading or deceptive can result in significant penalties for the organisers and the promoters. It's important that you think about all of these issues before you go ahead and post a tile on social media announcing your competition. Now, regardless of whether you intend to conduct a game of chance or a game of skill, it's advisable to have terms and conditions for your competition. Some of the things your terms and conditions should generally cover are the name of the organisers and the promoters of the competition. Set out the eligibility requirements for entry, for example, that they must be located within a certain location. Set out dates and times on which the competition will open and close. Clearly detail how to submit an entry and whether more than one entry can be submitted. Identify the prize and its total value. Advise how and when the prize will be drawn, how and when it will be announced, and how and when it will be made available to the winner. The procedure which will be followed if the winner fails to claim the prize within the required time frame. Whether any terms and conditions apply when claiming the prize. For example, where the prize is a free service, any terms and conditions that apply in respect of that service. Include any disclaimers or acknowledgements required by the terms of use for the social media platform. For example, that the competition is in no way sponsored, endorsed, or administered by or associated with that platform. Identify any prohibited actions by participants, such as entering the competition through multiple fake accounts, providing multiple entries where that is otherwise prohibited, or providing false information in the entry. Include any rights to disqualify participants, for example, where they fail to comply with these terms and conditions that you've set. If one has been obtained, set out the permit, licence or authority number and state your privacy policy or include a link of where they can actually find it. Each of the states and territories of Australia have their own requirements in relation to what must be contained in the competition terms and conditions where they are required. When preparing your terms and conditions, you should ensure that you consult the requirements in the relevant states and or territories in which the competition will be conducted. If your competition involves a game of skill, you should also address matters such as the use of the participant's intellectual property, liability for improper use of third-party intellectual property, as well as dealing with the costs and expenses of preparing entries. The terms and conditions should be clearly advertised and readily available to participants. If the full terms and conditions cannot fit within the caption of a social media post, which will often be the case, you should direct people to where they can view the full terms and conditions, such as on an easily accessible page of your website. Now, what happens if you don't comply with your legal requirements? I'm sure we've all seen a business do it. Well, the penalties can be significant, where an organiser or promoter fails to meet its legal requirements in relation to competitions. Aside from the obvious reputational damage that an organiser or promoter may suffer... They may also face fines and or imprisonment depending on the relevant state and or territory and the requirement with which they failed to comply. An organiser and or a promoter may also face loss of their social media account where they failed to comply with the platform terms and conditions of use. Another thing to consider is loop competitions. These are where more than one business collaborates to promote a competition and pull prizes. It can be a really great way to get a significant number of new followers, as entrants are usually required to follow each account involved, and promotion of the competition usually reaches a greater audience, as all of the parties involved in the loop promote them to their existing audience. The prize is often more enticing than a prize offered by just one business. Like all collaborations with third parties, you should consider having an agreement with the parties you intend to collaborate with. This ensures that they understand what's required of them and that they provide their contributed prize when it's time to do so. As you can no doubt gather from everything I've just discussed, there's a lot to think about when it comes to social media competitions. If you're thinking of running one, do get in touch with any questions before you announce it. That's it for another week. I hope you've found it useful. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed that episode, I would love you to hit subscribe on the Social Law Code podcast and leave a review. Don't forget, you can head to sociallawcode.com.au forward slash ebook to pick up your freebie. Until next time.